Hello, welcome to another episode of The Ope Show. I'm your host, Will Beeman, and you might be thinking, well, what's The Ope Show? And I'm going to tell you. The Ope Show is my one-on-one interview series where I invite friends or people from the Fort Wayne area who are doing interesting things or have an interesting story of their life to tell. And what I do is I have these people over to my house, we sit at my table, and well, we just talk. Some episodes might be small, some episodes might be long. Um, It's just something you can kick back, grab a drink to, and listen to these people tell their stories. So without further ado, let me introduce my guest for today's episode, Elizabeth Vondren. Liz, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm great. Good. It's a very hot day here in Indiana. It's very moist. Yes, hot. A little bit to know about Liz here is she's recently graduated from IPFW University in Fort Wayne, which is now Purdue Fort Wayne. Yeah. She's an editor for a local news station. She's a very motivated person. You've graduated now and you're in your post-college stage of life. So um, what exactly uh, are your goals here for like the next six months? Do you have any, any directions that you're trying to go? I have no idea. I want to, I like editing for the news as of right now, but as an editor, um, news isn't very creative from an editor standpoint. You know, I'm not a journalist. I don't go out into the field and get stories and whatnot. It's not really my cup of tea per se. So I'd like to eventually move on to some kind of video editing where I get to be a little more creative. What do you mean by that exactly? Like film or commercials or what? Um, I don't really know. These are the hard questions I ask myself daily. Ideally, I love work. I would love working in in the TV industry or in film. But I've applied at Sweetwater Sound, which is here in Fort Wayne. It's a humongous music company. Um, and I've interned at the Fort Wayne Children's Zoo before, and I liked being able to work with the company and like make videos for their social media content and stuff like that. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. So is that I'm what pretty. You did there? That is what I did there. What else did you do besides just create the videos? Did you do all of the editing, all of the producing, and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me. How many videos did you have to make, like, a week there? It depended. I mean, it depended on how many people had stuff for me to do, or if I... If there were slow weeks there, um, sometimes I would just do my own and propose them to my supervisor, because, you know, what else am I going to do? I'm hired to be the video and videographer intern and uh so i would i would make my own like slideshow type videos or stuff show showcasing hot spots of the zoo and things um usually a couple of videos a week so so you want to continue going down towards that line of editing and video producing yeah i like being able to be a little more creative with stuff have you done any freelance at all yet i have yeah I, i i interned for the zoo after i was done not interned freelanced for the zoo after I was done interning. They had me back to make a series of videos about their orangutans. <laughs> so I did that. Was How was cool. that? It was good. It's a lot of fun. Um, I got to freelance a couple years ago as well for Fort Wayne Community Schools. I made videos um, showcasing the Career Center and um, showcasing the local area high schools. So, so what was your major like at IPFW what was your specific major my major was communication um but I I minored in media production and I think I think when people hear the term communication they think it's just like very vague communication like what how do you major in that I don't know I do know that I minored in media production and I my concentration was media and culture 
there's a lot of different aspects to the communication department. Um, I don't like the PR side of things. Um, I'm not a journalist. I don't care for that at all. But media and culture was good for me. I liked um, studying, you know, different theories and stuff and why we do things in media and what we're accustomed to, what we're not. And, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what What drew your interest to that side of communication as opposed to the hundreds of other majors that you can take at a college? Um, in high school, when I was like 15, I knew I wanted to work in the entertainment industry in some aspect, whether locally or across the country, doing something where I got to make video. Something where, not necessarily that I would be on video, but I didn't mind it. I wouldn't mind being on. Um, something to do that, that I could make something and be able to watch it back. I like being able to create something and having what I've created, you know, viewed by others, viewed by me. It's a, it's a thing. Um, and I was just interested in it. And I went to the Career Center downtown, which is eventually how I got my freelance job. But before that, when I was 16, I think, something like that, I went to the Career Center downtown and I studied TV production there for two years. And uh, it just really intrigued me and I really liked it and I was good at it. And went to college for it. I declared my major and my minor immediately, right when I, right at orientation at college, so, I don't know. I may be interested in something else, I'll find out. I hope mm -hmm. not. <laughs> it, it's just interesting to me that that's where your interest in studying and, like, what to major in in school went to, because, um, like, unlike me, you don't really like movies necessarily like you enjoy watching them like everyone does but like it you don't seem to have that same level of uh like passion behind it like i do like you're more of just like a casual movie watcher so it's yeah. interesting that you like being behind the scenes of the movies but you're not really that into the product of movies themselves i like movies i like watching movies i've only ever watched a couple of movies that have really impacted the way I think about things and the way and and uh impacted the way I want to work you know like I've I've I don't know maybe I just haven't gone the right places I, I see a lot of movies that I don't think are very good and it's hard for me to get into things I have a very hard time sitting still for long periods um and I lose my attention very fast so if it doesn't in intrigue me 100 percent I'm, I'm lost so no I don't necessarily I'm, I'm very fidgety my legs shaking at the moment. It's a hard. It's hard for me to sit down and watch a whole movie. I don't have the patience. I like short movies. I like listening to a lot of music because I can get up and move around and do stuff to music. Probably my problem is that I just can't sit still, <laughs> and I have a very hard time. Like if I do watch a movie, it's, it's it's a movie I've seen a thousand times, and it's one I can just turn on and listen to, and do other stuff and come back and know immediately where I'm at. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You're a bit obsessed with movies though. A thousand percent obsessed. Probably <laughs> minorly addicted. Like, 500 Blu-rays addicted. I think there's a happy medium between me and you. I don't think I have to be your level. Oh, definitely there is. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just think it's interesting at all. So, like, so you went to college. You've graduated college now. I have. can't believe it. How did you know you wanted to go to college? Was that something your family's always pushed you towards? Was that something you chose yourself? Or did you feel like you needed to because that's just how society kind of is? Where it's like, go to college, get a job, uh, stuff like that? Bit of everything. Bit of everything. My, my dad very much wanted me to go to college. He'd, 
when I was approaching my senior year, I was a bit frustrated with all the people harassing me all the time about what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go and I'm just the paperwork and, you know, everything your senior year of high school brings, it seems very stressful and very overwhelming. And uh, he, he wanted me to go to college a lot. He didn't go to college, so he's just been very open with um, to me about things he hasn't been able to do because he doesn't have a college education. Mm-hmm. Um, so... At first, I didn't really tag on to that, and then once I was into college a little bit more, I was like, oh, I should actually be very grateful for being able to go. Um, but yeah, I knew I needed to go for what I needed for what I wanted to do. I didn't think I had all the skills quite yet from the Career Center. I mean, it, it definitely started those skills, and definitely um, I got out of high school. So I knew I needed to go. Bit of family pressure, and uh, I guess society pressure. I mean... Everyone's expected to go. I, I don't think I'd be I'd be near, I don't think I'd have my job now if I didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad I went. I met a lot of cool people and kind of opened my mind to a lot of things that I didn't know were. Like, were you were you always a good student? Like, did did your enjoyment of school itself have any effect to that? Like, if maybe in high school you weren't that good of a student, you were like, well, maybe I shouldn't go to college <clears throat> because I don't get good grades anyway, so I don't see the uh-huh. point. No, I was always a good student. I always pretty much liked school. Um, I, I don't know. I always saw it as more of a social thing than anything else. I never... Mm-hmm. There were a few years, I guess, in like middle school where I struggled with math and my mom made me get a tutor. But uh, other than that, I always pretty much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The work wasn't all that difficult. I always got by, even in classes like that I didn't um, necessarily excel and I never failed. Um but I just enjoyed it as a whole. I liked being around. I love working in groups. So people always complain about group work. I don't get it. In school, I always like flourished working with other people. So I've only known you within, since you were 20 and you're now 22. I am. So your family and you, you guys are very close. Mm-hmm. Closer than I would say I am with my family and most of my friends are with their families. So you guys seem to have a very special bond with each other but like who Mm -hmm. out of your family do you think you are the closest to probably my brother your brother yeah i mean i'm close to all my siblings but my two older sisters are a bit older than i am and i kind of they were a lot more grown up by the time i was old enough to really hang out with them so no teenager wants to hang out with their seven-year-old sister Mm -hmm. so my brother's only three year three and a half years behind me and we kind of we were always together, so probably my brother. And get, have you my guys dad, always maybe. been? Have you guys always been kind of like a like a pair of best friends, essentially, growing up <laughs> the whole time? Yes, we. Um, I don't know. We we've always got along. I, I'd consider him a friend. I don't know. We we moved a few times, and sometimes it's hard to make friends when you move. So we always had like we always had each other to play with and stuff. I guess he gets on my nerves sometimes, but mm-hmm. friend. <laughs> and when you were younger, your parents got divorced, right? They did. Yeah. So was this bond that you had with your siblings was that there back then to help you get through this, or how hard did that impact you when that happened? Their divorce didn't really. I mean, by the time they got divorced, they were already not really with each other. I mean, right. I was like seven. It didn't really bother me that much. Um, I'm adaptable. I don't know. It didn't bother me all too much. I'd, I'd gotten used to um, being two houses passed mm-hmm. back and forth. It didn't 
and they were very mature about their divorce they were never like petty about it. they never really argued in front of us they never like I at least never I mean they could have behind our backs I guess um they were never like trying to take time away from each other we had very even time my dad got us Mondays and Tuesdays my mom Wednesday Thursday Friday and then every other weekend um but my older sisters decided to live with my dad because they were in high school and they got divorced and they didn't want to move schools uh so me and my brother I don't know I, I kind of that was kind of like a period of time where we weren't as close with my sisters because we didn't a, they were in high school, they didn't want anything to do with us because we were little kids, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it goes. And B, they live with my dad all the time, so it was always kind of just me and my brother pass back and forth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you get along with your sisters well during that time, though? No. No. They were mean. Yeah? <laughs> they were always mean to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, they were all right. We, they watched us, they would babysit us sometimes, and it's not like they weren't present. I mean, my oldest sister moved out, but she you know, on the weekends would take us to the Y. She was more like an aunt, my oldest sister was, for a while. Um, take us to the Y, take us to do things. She was a daycare teacher, so she liked kids a lot. Once she got out of her angsty teenager phase. phase. Um, Reagan, I didn't really get close to Reagan until I was a teenager myself. But she was just always very busy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Time to get a little deeper. Oh, boy. All right, so your mom passed away when you were young. She did, yeah. What, what age was that when that happened? I was 15. You were 15? 15. What, where were you at in that point in your life? Like, I'm sure that probably rocked a lot of things upside down at the time. Yeah, I mean, I was 15 when she died. I was a freshman. Well, I was coming out of my freshman year of high school. It was the summertime. Um, we had moved because she knew that things weren't going so great. She knew that she was going to pass away, essentially. And we moved from the southwest side of town where we lived to closer to my dad. So that in that year where we lived at the con- the new condo, uh, we would be in the same school district as my dad. So that when she did pass away, we'd, you know, we'd be settled here. Um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it rocks things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to explain it to somebody who hasn't lost a parent because it's very difficult. Right. Well, uh, let's backtrack a little bit. <clears throat> okay. You said that. At the time when she had passed away, she had already moved, like, to this side of town where we are, like, closer to your dad, so you could be in the same... Right. Everything. So she... She... Sounds like she prepared everything... She did. ...for when it happened. How... How was she able to know this already? Like, she was sick, right? Yeah, she had, um... She had inflammatory breast cancer, and she got her first bit of breast cancer when I was a toddler, and my brother was... She was pregnant with my brother. And uh, he was actually, I guess they quote him as a miracle baby because she was on chemo when he was born. Um, And then it came back when I was in like the seventh grade. And um, the summer after my eighth grade year, when we were living out Southwest, we moved out here. She wanted, she she was very like selfless. Mm -hmm. She could be because she didn't want it to like really rock our worlds. Like she knew she was going to die and that was going to really destroy us for a while, but. She wanted us to be as comfortable as we could be. So moving us, I mean, getting us settled on this side of town so we wouldn't have to deal with her passing away and then moving and then being in a new school and all of that coming mm-hmm. at once because we were young. So. Yeah, I would agree with, with you saying that that was probably a very selfless act from her. Yeah, um, she definitely, she, she didn't, yeah, I don't know how to say it. Yeah, every, every time I've he- heard you talk about your mom... <clears throat> Uh, since I've known you, and you mm-hmm. haven't talked about her much, but she does kind of seem 
like that's the kind of person she was where she definitely put other people before herself all the time no matter what the situation was in yeah i mean from what i knew her i'm I'm her kid so right (laughs) okay so she so she ends up passing away when you were 15 right and then you moved back in with your dad then i'm assuming yes so what was what was it like with that whole transition period how did how did that go for you I mean, that was rough. I had been used to, I don't, not only not like a mom anymore, but I'd been used to my whole life really being two different places and to be stuck at one place. And I had a, he was married at the time to someone I don't really care for. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of hitting rough waters as well. And they eventually divorced a few years later, but she wasn't a very good person. She, um, did a lot of bad things to, to our family and, uh, wrecked a lot of things we're better now it's it took it took some time but we're like the closest we've ever been as a unit you know Mm -hmm. um but it was it was really difficult moving in and and being there all the time with her and 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 not having my mom around and not being able to go to her you know it's hard Mm -hmm. so so you use the word stuck at first is that how you felt was that you were stuck in one place or you didn't get a sense of maybe there was like an added sense of stability that could help you out through this time or was it just immediately you felt stuck there because i wasn't used to being in the same place okay was that because of who your dad was married to at the time or was it just in general of the life change of from going house to house to you have one home both I didn't like who he was married to, and I didn't, I didn't, she did, like I said, I don't want to get into it because it really pisses me off, (laughs) she did a lot of really bad things, Okay. and it was very hard being around somebody, she was very dramatically different than Mm -hmm. my mom, and she tried to do a lot of things that I think, that I think weren't her place, you know, Um, tried to get herself involved in a lot of things that, my mouth is really gross sounding, sorry, (laughs) moist noises, um, she tried to get involved in a lot of places that she shouldn't have and ruined a lot of relationships. So it was just frustrating. I felt very stuck with her and like this new lifestyle that we had to live at my dad's house. And then um, stuck because, you know, I didn't have my mom anymore and I didn't have her to go to anymore. It was like, just here you are. This is it. Right. Was yeah. Was your mom the parent that you went to for everything was she the one that you would go to if you needed advice or just to talk about something was that usually your mom's role for you not necessarily i mean i was very close with my dad um probably more when my dad was married because it was it's hard to be able to just talk to him and 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 you know especially as a kid it's hard to express your dislike uh for somebody who lives in the house because it really causes a lot of tension and it's very stressful. I'd say I'd, I'd probably talk to them equally, but my mom was definitely, you know, she's a woman. I was, <laughs> I was a teenage girl, that kind of thing. I don't know. And, and what was your dad like during, during this period? Like, how did he handle all of it? Um, what do you mean? When like, my mom died? with the passing and stuff, like, and having to take in two kids full-time on well I mean he it was never like an every other weekend dad anyway he was always it was half the week and every other weekend it was never like I have to take in the kids right it was he was he fully embraced having us there all the time you know he never he never wanted to split up time between me that's one of the reasons 
you know, he was really upset they got divorced, obviously marital reasons, but because he'd have to give us up half the time. Mm-hmm. There was never any, any issues of, like, my, my parents were very great. They always wanted us around, so um, he didn't feel like that. So that was always the case even when he was married to somebody else as well? Was yeah. He's always just... He's always been your main dad still. There's never been, like, that separation some no, families can no, get. No, he was our dad first. I think that's probably why he divorced her, because there was just so much going on. Right. And he, yeah. So it seems like, to me at least, that both of your parents, your mom and dad, both have the, um, like, that sense of selflessness that that yeah. you need as a responsible and a good parent, in my opinion. I agree entirely. I think... Um, one of the reasons that they were such good parents is that they were patient and that they were mature, kind of like in an old school way where you do for your family before you do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like me and my dad were just talking the other day and we were talking about when my mom first had cancer and like, we didn't have a lot of money cause medical bills and things. And he was like, yeah, there was a time cause he, he's a, I don't want to say drinker. He's not a drinker by any means, but he likes a drink every now and again. You know, everybody does. Mm-hmm. Right. He was like, there was a time where I didn't buy beer, I didn't, you know, my work boots were falling to crap, and I didn't, you know, we didn't go out, because it was like, you get, what needs to be done needs to be done, bills, food, you can't go to a restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, we didn't have a lot of money at that time, so, we were talking about that, and I was like, I'm just grateful that you were like that, and not like one of those parents who leaves their kids and goes out and parties, you know, he's very respectable. Right. Yeah. And- and your parents have, like, like your mom, from what you've told me, and especially your dad, just since I've gotten to know you, is they have this rare balance that I don't see often where they're kind of like that new age trend of, like, where they are your friend, but at the same time, they are very, like, old school parent. Yeah. So, like, there's a really weird, perfect balance that the two of them had that I don't, I can't think of any any other relationship that's like that 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 I would be familiar with I think my sisters would agree with you now but they would disagree with you when they were teenagers because my brother and I were always very odd personalities and that we always kind of liked being around each other um we always liked being at the house we're very independent people you know we didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily want or need to go out all the time and be with our friends we're very happy just being in, in the house and doing stuff like that. We never really caused a lot of trouble. My older sisters were, uh, they were kind of bad when they were teenagers. And my dad wasn't their friend, nor was my mom, because they, they didn't need a friend. They needed parents. They were bad. They were bad girls. <laughs> well, see, that's what I mean, um, is right. when it came time to punish, right. they were still there as the disciplinarian. Right. But, but they, it's just hard to describe. It's it's very different and very unique to your family. Um, I think right now what we've got going for us, because I still live at home, I think right now we're just on a respect basis. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I follow his rule. I'm living under his house. Right. I'm 22. I live at home. I don't have a lot of bills that come with paying for a house. Mm-hmm. So I think, especially right now, and even when I was in high school, um, it's a respect basis. I respect him for providing for us. And being who he is, which is amazing, always around, always willing to help and willing to give. And we help each other out. You know, I do a lot of things around the house. I'll make dinner sometimes. My brother 
I don't think pulls his weight that much, but uh, <laughs> he tries. And we just we just really coexist with each other really well. There's hardly ever a riff. Mm-hmm. So it is cool. And how did you personally handle your mother passing? Like, did it ever get really bad for you at times? Did, did you suffer in school at all? Did you become depressed? Or how did you handle the whole thing? Um, because front, 15 is pretty young. 15 is young. In front of people, you know, I'm not very good with expressing my emotions. I don't really care for talking about my feelings. Um, with other people, that, that would be my dad. Thanks, John. That would be all John. I don't like talking about my feelings. Makes me very uncomfortable. But uh, in front of other people, I tried very hard not to make a huge fuss. I tried humor, you know, crack mm-hmm. it, if you don't laugh, you'll cry kind of thing. Right. Uh, humor was a, was a big one for me. Not that I would, like, make fun of the situation by any means. I'm not disrespectful, but, like, I would try and use humor to get through questions. Right. People always have questions when, when that kind of thing happens, especially kids at school. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I went through, um, I think I blocked it out for a little while. And then, like, my sophomore year, I was a little depressed. I didn't think that it really mattered. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little convinced that I shouldn't try because uh, I'd probably just get it too. So, but I snapped out of that. I kind of, that's when I kind of found my interest in TV and stuff, mm-hmm. and I went to the Career Center, and it kind of filled my time and caught my interest, and I was able to get past that little bout of sadness. And yeah. I'm still, it still makes me sad to this day, don't get me wrong, but uh, not like a depression sadness. Right. There, uh, there's definitely Different. a difference between falling into that. sad and yeah, yeah. just an emotional sad. Right. Right. And I do, I mean, like holidays and birthdays and stuff. But. Are they more emotional for you than you would yeah. say for a normal person? I, I think they're more emotional. I think it makes me more emotional like my ne- nephew and niece because mm-hmm. they'll never know her. Right. But. <laughs> right. So it took you probably about a year, you would say, to really just come to terms with all of it? Uh, Probably. I did push it off. For, I don't know how. That's kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. Um. I did push it off for a while and kind of, like, pretended like it didn't happen because it was the only way I could get through it, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So so what's been the biggest thing for for you and your family? What's been, like, the big event that's kind of helped your family keep growing together or become closer? Or what's just um, been the biggest thing? When my dad divorced who he divorced, um, he was a lot more open and a lot more like he used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, he changed a little when he got married. There's a few years there that we feel like are a little lost. But uh, he's back to where he was, and he welcomed my sisters back, and he welcomed every everything is back to where it was. And I think definitely my nephew and my niece being born has uh, done a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think people come together. People come together when people die. Mm-hmm. So just and we've always been fairly close so right how how much did it did it hit you that you've obviously not shown in front of people but like how hard did it hit you that she wasn't there when you graduated high school or college I mean that's hard I don't think that's like the big thing I mean Mm -hmm. it's important yeah for my life but Mm -hmm. I don't know we used to like hang out after school or 
she'd love to be a, a grandma. Mm-hmm. That bothers me more. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch somebody graduate. That's boring. That doesn't really bother me. Um, I have kind of changed personally. I'm not as shy as I used to be. And she never liked that I was so shy. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, so, so let's keep going on that though. How do you think all of, all of the events of the divorce and your mom passing away and your dad being divorced again and all mm -hmm. that, how do you think that's shaped who you've become now? Um, I think I had to grow up a little bit fast. I don't necessarily mean that like I'm super mature and not childish, because I am. <laughs> but uh, I think in a situation of of great importance, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I have the ability to step up and be somebody who's not gonna not gonna fall emotionally. I don't if like something important happens, like for instance, my grandpa right now is in, in a nursing home essentially because he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. And I've got some family members that like can't handle it emotionally, and I'm like, grow up. You gotta be there. I mean, you can't just leave him. You know, you gotta step up and not let that kind of crap hit you because how are, how are you gonna help him? Mm-hmm. And I think I've grown up a lot in that sense. Um, I'm not as shy anymore. I don't know why. I used to be like deathly shy really weird i'm still weird but yeah you're definitely weird still <laughs> that's for sure yeah i'm a little odd that's cool though i kind of i kind of learned to like myself i never used to like myself okay and i don't really like myself but i mean i've learned to accept who i am okay i'm good with it yeah so you think it's all oh, this has just helped you just grow in general as a person i think it, it, it shows you that a lot of things that we think matter don't mm-hmm. um a lot of stupid things, you know, whether it be drama in high school or like material things, they don't really matter. Mm -hmm. It sounds really cliche and douchey, but they don't. So once you get past that, I think you're good. I'm not good, but you can be good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is there anyone or anything like that you look up to or like what motivates you? What motivates me? Hmm. Um... Goodness. I'm motivated by a lot of people. I'm motivated a lot by hard workers. I respect people who can pull themselves together. And and my dad motivates me a lot. He's a very hardworking guy. I respect that he used to, like, work all day 12 hours and come home and make dinner and still walk us to the park and that kind of thing. What do you mean by motivate? Do you mean motivate in life or motivate, like, get up out of bed? Yeah, like in life. Like, Like, what helps keep you driving? Uh, probably my family. You know, I really have this strong feeling that I have to pull my weight, because if I don't, I feel really useless. You know, just being able to show for myself that I can work and and providing. What do you hope that the future holds for you? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I want to be happy. Obviously, that's number one. I'd like to be happy with myself and where I'm at. Mm Mm-hmm. I'd like a decent job. I don't necessarily think that a job is everything. I want to travel, yet I don't want to leave my family. So I don't know if I want to necessarily move somewhere. I want to be a part of, you know, my nieces and my nephews' lives. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want kids. Uh, Right now, I don't think I do, but that could change. Um, 
I'm a little bit interested when I get older and if I'm in a, in a financial situation in adopting like older children because I think that they're uh, they're they don't get much they don't get much from mm-hmm. the system that they're in and I think people overlook them because they want the babies so I've thought about that before that that um, interests me I don't know I'd like to do do good do good things make people happy make people help people out mm-hmm. and not dwell on stupid stuff that that I dwell on sometimes <laughs> <laughs> so it just sounds like you want to be able to maintain happiness and be able to give back more I would like yeah. to give back more yeah it's not a bad goal to have for the future yeah I don't know what I want to do job-wise. Get back to me on that. Email me about it. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody asks me that all the time. I just graduated. What do you want to do with your life? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't have a clue. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much it's a, a to be continued. Sure is. Sense. I hope so. Yeah. I hope I don't die. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so too because yeah. I have to carry you out of my house and, yeah. and dump Bury you somewhere. Me. Yeah. You know, not even in a good way. Bury me in like a murdery kind of way, so that yeah, people don't like, know about it. Different part, different parts of the city. Yeah, you know, stuff just like throw that. me in the river. Yeah, that's how I'll I'll just it. bloat. <laughs> They'll never find out who, who it is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> even though you died from natural causes, I'm still just gonna dump you aside. Dump as me as in if the mommy. <laughs> yep. Delete this episode. No one will ever hear no it. No one. No one knows. <laughs> well, Liz. Uh, Thank you so much for sitting down with me and and having a little bit of a talk here about your life and some other things going on. Yeah, thanks for listening to me jabber. Um, I'd like I to have you back on. I think so interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think you're interesting. <laughs> um, I'd like to have you back in the future, maybe down the road, so we can kind of just update how things have gone in your post-college life, see how things okay. have changed. Yeah. Um, we'll just kind of see how the things go. I hope everyone that's listening to this right now um, enjoyed the conversation between Liz and I. And that's going to be it for this episode of The Ope Show. So just remember the new episodes go up on Mondays as we keep working our way through the debut season one of the show. If you could please subscribe and give me a rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app or website you're listening to. That doesn't help me out personally at all, but it does help the show out come up more in search results and suggestions and stuff like that. I'm not doing it because I want you to just tell everyone I have the best podcasts in the world. But Yes, he is. Uh, yes, yes, that's what it is. I do have the best podcasts, though. But I'd really appreciate if you could show some support. Send it to anyone you might know that would be interested in listening to some conversations. You can follow me on Twitter at WBeam76. And that's it. Thank you, and have a good one.